0: What's going on, y'all? You know it. It's your boy, Rondell, King Ronda Don, and we're here. I, I know I always lead with we have a very special guest. I always lead with that because everyone truly is special. You know, it's like a parent with multiple kids. Every child is your favorite. <laughs> However, today is legit. I'm <clears throat> <clears throat> clear my throat. Today is a legit honor because we have Gloria Glow Graphics in the building. Oh my God! Oh my Bravo. God! <laughs> to be here. Thank you so much, Ron. Oh. For sure, for sure. So we're here in, in Memphis for Audacity Fest, as I told you guys in the last episode. So many black travelers, content creators, and people who just love travel in Memphis in one city. Shout out to Evie and No Madness. Yes. Glow. What's up?
1: What's, What's
0: good? What's up, I know. It's so good to finally
1: meet you. Oh my
0: God. So Gloria and I have been social media friends for like years. <laughs> and they've just been supporting each other digitally. Like, right. oh my God, you killed it. You, you killed it. it. Congrats you don't to your it. Thing and it's just so good to meet in person and her energy is just as dope in person as wow, it is sure. for ever, for all of you guys who follow her her energy is just as <laughs> infectious in person so oh yeah. thank you
1: so much i'm really excited to
0: do this with you for sure for sure so let's just get into it hey um let's do it where are you based nowadays
1: yeah so i actually signed a lease to a, an apartment in malta which is in the middle of the mediterranean sea right under italy like a 45 minute ferry or flight rather and, um, yeah, it's been fun kind of, like, throwing money away to a place that I'm not even living in.
0: <laughs> that, <laughs> like, no, that real nomad life?
1: <laughs> I told myself, I'm like, okay, Glow, like, you need a little bit of a base, and maybe you'll be able to slow down. So I signed that lease with the intention of, like, you know, chilling for a bit. But I've yeah, I've been there for maybe, like, four days in the last four months. So it's crazy. But it's cool to have a place to store my stuff.
0: Yeah, but, you know, you're just <laughs> making it rain on this apartment that right. you're not staying in. <laughs>
1: You should Airbnb it. I'm like, I don't want nobody in my space. Airbnb
0: is a serious, like, it's dope to monetize your home, especially if you're not there often. But if you're protective over your space, and also I believe in energies too. So having different energies in your spaces is something to consider. That
1: part. Yeah. yeah,
0: Yeah. Along with those personal things that you're like. "Mm."
1: Exactly. Like, yeah, expensive cameras and lenses. Like, you don't want anyone touching that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: do you like Malta overall for, from what you know about it?
1: Yeah, actually, it, it, it's, it's dope and it's underrated because it's like, it was a former British colony, so mm-hmm. everyone there speaks English, so oh. if, for anyone who's like worried about language barriers, um, English is the first language. I did not know that. Yeah, and the, they, but they have an Italian accent. So, mella, they talk like this. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, and it's
0: <laughs> That's actually it, hilarious. It's like a
1: British accent with Italian accent, and that's like a fusion.
0: Oh, I have to go. But
1: yeah, it's, it's dope though, but yeah, beautiful. Blue waters all around, and it has like the the, the stones and brick uh, uh floors. Yeah. So it, yeah, it just feels very like medieval, even.
0: Dope. But yeah, I like it. I gotta check it out. So what made you choose there of all the? Because you've been to over seventy countries. Yeah. What made you choose Malta to? So Malta
1: Malta's super random. So I went there kind of on a whim to celebrate a friend's event in mm-hmm. the early January this year. And, you know, January is always a, an interesting month because it's like, okay, you got 11 months ahead of you. Everyone's in there like new year, new me, of you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. And so I was kind of like new year, same me. I'm like, <laughs> what's going to change this year? So I really needed some time to kind of like settle down and think about the direction that I want to go this year yeah. and some upcoming travels. And I actually just pulled out of like a, a really big campaign and I felt really bad, but I think, intuition is everything and I just felt wrong about it and I was like okay Glow, this is the year you really gotta like listen to your heart listen Mm -hmm. to what you really want Like, it's not, like, obviously, it's great to make good money, but I really wanted to focus on doing things that would would start building my legacy. Yeah. So, I was really into, like, legacy this year. And so, Malta happened to be where I was after that event. And I was like, okay, let me just extend my stay a couple more weeks, a couple more weeks. Next thing you know, I'm just like, okay, let me book an Airbnb for the month. Yeah. And it just became, like, really convenient. And it's, it's so small and, like, random that it felt like I could just hide and not... Like and and it's dope to be recognized on the streets, but I could be like incognito there, ah. incognito. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah.
0: Okay, that yeah. makes total sense when you put it like that. Um, but you've had some some tough times in in the last yeah. what last year or so.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it happened in, in I was in Malta, so that actually so in conjunction with the last question, um, I started feeling like really bad stomach pains, mm-hmm. and I knew something was wrong. And my pride would not let me get checked out. And it's such a sad, like, almost pathetic thing. Because, you know, in hindsight, I'm like, how could I have been so dumb? Mm. Because I was so addicted to my travel lifestyle. I'm like, look, nothing's going to stop me. Like, I'm, as long as I'm still getting up, I can still move. My limbs still work. Yeah. You know, but inside my body's like, help, help, screaming. Wow. And, you know, finally, I was one night I was like, yo, this, this stomach pain is really bad. So um, I went to the doctor, got like a CAT scan. And they were like, how have you, like, we're going into emergency operation. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, no. Like, I'm like, can I call my mom? And she's, and it was just, it was such a shock. But basically it was a 28 centimeter cyst they found, like, wow. on my ovaries. And they're like, it could pop, it burst oh my at gosh. any moment. And they're like, it's been pushing your your organs out of the way. Like, we, we need to, like, drain it. And I'm like, you know, so I'm going through this crisis of, like, oh, what does that phone call even sound like? Because my mom's, you know, these terms, she's going to. Just think the worst, of yeah, course, but of course. she was on the first flight um, into Malta the next day, so I went into operation about 30 hours later, and yeah, I've never been in, they call it the theater room, mm. when you get any type of um, operation done, but yeah, just, it, it was such a humbling but necessary thing, and, and the recovery was probably the hardest, it took me about... Six weeks till I could like actually like walk upright again. Wow! So I'm like, yeah. If I, my, my mom cooked a few meals, and so like I'm like eating like one meal a day. But even using the restroom, like I would crawl to the bathroom because it hurts so much to stand upright because they stapled uh, the stitches where they cut me open, and so just the staple pain, like y- you could feel every laugh, you could feel every like movement. And I remember I, I would I would watch like war documentaries on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It hurt so much to laugh that I, I couldn't do anything but like watch like very somber things and so yeah it, it was really rough and of course the doctors like well we won't allow you to fly you know you need to stay put for a little bit so I was able to get a medical visa for Malta and so that's what the apartment came in I was like okay this makes sense ah, so it all kind of like added up and I was like hey let me actually you know I, I can I can live here and um, but as soon as I got that clearance to fly,
0: <laughs> you were like, "Oh yeah, this is, staying in one place is real cute." But uh, back to the regular schedule program, <laughs> exactly.
1: I'm like, "Bloop, God, we back! <laughs> Let's do this."
0: We think, where we live. Wow, I'm well. First of all, I'm so happy that you've been able to recover yes, because you, you no longer look like you're crippling and pain. I know, <laughs> thank um, you. but I think that's really important to share. I think for a lot of us who like to travel a lot, yep. we. What you said is accurate. We don't want let, we don't want to let anything get in the way. Exactly. Not even people who like to travel a lot, people who are passionate about their dreams. Yes, we're so fixated on that dream and driving yes. it because we've worked so hard at it. Exactly. Because you know we know that it can be taken away at any given moment. That's but hard. the real the priority over that is your health. Yeah. Because what's a dream if you if you aren't well? Exactly.
1: Health is truly wealth, and it's, it's literally all we we have one body our entire lives, and we take it for granted. Yeah. And, yeah, it was it was a, a wake up call I needed because since then my the whole my whole approach to life changed. I was just gratitude. I would wake up every morning like, woof, God, you are amazing. Like right. I'm, I'm breathing, I'm walking, I'm happy. Like you know, and of course, life happens. So things come your way. You get bad news. This happened. I'm like woof, but I'm alive. You right. know, I, I would just have this like. There, it was it was so hard to bring me down. Like I just the next few months were were, were truly a blessing. Mm. Even friends were like, look, something, something's different, but I like it." And I'm yeah. like, I, I'm just happy. I mean, birthday. I'm sure it
0: was probably a little bit of a rebirth, right? <laughs> that, that part. Yeah, it's like you sometimes you you're broken down too. A low point lower than you right. thought you would ever be yeah. and then you're better because of it even mm-hmm. though it sounds crazy no one wants to go through pain but it's part of growing pain is part of growth
1: god needed to humble me and i remember um, i was reading my devotional and there was the first line was like don't try to rush um the stillness that i'm trying to keep you in for this chapter and i just mm. broke down in tears wow. i was like God's been trying to just like get me to just chill for a bit, so He can use me in other ways and have me listen to Him. Because I was starting to go my own way. I'm like, okay, money's coming. Woop woo blow you. You know, He needed to humble me, right. and I was so glad that, that happened. But sometimes you need to take five steps back in order for Him to push you ten steps forward.
0: Yeah. Ooh, a word. Is it a Sunday? A <laughs> word on this Sunday. Thank uh! you, thank you, uh! Ooh, I feel good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So you've been going. With your travels for a long time, some of your favorite destinations.
1: Ooh, man, this is because my answers always evolve based on the type of travel I like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but most recently, I would say Norway and Japan are okay. really, really high up there. Um, Norway, I would say, it's efficiency. I've never been to a more efficient country. Mm. I feel like they're just ten years ahead of everyone else when it comes to. Well, and they also their their society. They just. I don't want to say they don't like small talk, but everything is like humanless. Mm-hmm. So if you go to like order a drink at a bar, you just tap something, you push a lever, you walk two steps, and there's your drink. Right, and it's right, like right. You, didn't talk, you didn't talk to a human right. at all. And I'm like, this is real efficient, but it, it just makes you feel like the air is clean. Mm-hmm. You know, things just make sense. Yeah. And in Japan, I would say collectively as a community they're the most respectful culture I i've agree ever with that. yeah it was just it humbled me so much i was like man they're just so
0: nice i agree with that <laughs> yeah on the panel yesterday they asked me my three okay. favorite countries and i told them south africa is one nice. um italy's another nice. and japan in japan okay. my reason is you know their respect for history yes. as well as their technological advancement like they yes. are light years ahead of yes. us in america but also, there was just respect for humanity in each other. Like, Shibuya Crossing is a humbling humbling experience, in my opinion, because, you know, it's, what, six lanes of traffic. Everyone's walking in different directions. There's never an issue. And I'm like, I'm thinking of Times Square. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're getting elbows. You might get pushed in the back. You hear somebody screaming at somebody. It's just like... you get cursed at a couple Yeah, times. you might get cursed at. It's just like, wow. And then, and then And just seeing, like, how they... I've been to countries where I don't know the language, and I've tried to communicate, and they just look at you like, I'm not going to help you right. because you don't speak my language. Yeah. In Japan, no one really speaks English like that, mm-hmm. but you feel them trying to help you regardless yes. of the fact that they don't understand you. Absolutely. So I, I agree with you. Japan is one of those just places that just warm the heart. Oh. And you're Nigerian, right?
1: Yes. Hey, Niger, I know they carry lots. Hey. <laughs>
0: Yes. So tell tell me about growing up in Nigerian culture and how that that dynamic between living as a black person in America and Nigerian background because my my background is Caribbean so I know that dualism is an interesting place.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I my earliest remember my earliest memory sorry of um being aware that like I was different growing mm-hmm. up. I was like, okay, my mom would drop me off at school and she would have this really big head wrap on and all these, like, fabrics. Yeah. And I'm like, no one else's parents dressed like this. <laughs> and I'm like, why are we so different? And the music in the car, like, one time my friend asked for a ride um, home because she lived next to us. Mm-hmm. And I remember my mom playing, na-na-na-na, you know, I'm sorry, my voice is so <laughs> lost. But the music was, you know, it was, you know, African music, you yeah. know? And, and I remember my, my friend looking at me like, what the hell is it? <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. I'm like, mom, can we move? I'm like, mom, <laughs> mom uh, <clears throat> <laughs> I just remember feeling really embarrassed and ashamed because I couldn't real, I co- I didn't have any point of
0: reference. Like yeah. no,
1: I didn't know any other Nigerians at the time. Where
0: we where was this? So this is California. Okay. So
1: I was born and raised in Hayward slash Union City. Okay. So it's the Bay Area. It's about half an hour, one hour from San Francisco. My dad was a pastor, so you have the PK pastor yeah, yeah, kids yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, complex as well, yep, where yep, you just yep. you know very sheltered life. Um, but yeah, Nigerian culture. You you do learn that there's this there's this pride and this like. You know, there's nothing you can tell a Nigerian that they can't do because, mm-hmm. ah, oh, yeah, we'll find a way. Like, you know, <laughs> they, they're just, you know, and so that grit always stuck with me and that yeah. hustle mentality and seeing my parents just, you know, after my dad was deported when I was 11, my mom, she had to pick up an extra um, shift as a nurse. Yeah. And so raising six kids in California, it's not cheap. But just, you know, knowing that, you know, times are hard, but I'm like every day we had food. Right. And so I just always like appreciated my mom for her hustle and her grit. And I think I carried that with me for sure.
0: That's beautiful. Yeah. And I love how African culture is just <laughs> blowing up right now. Afrobeats. Listen. Africa
1: to the world. Listen, yeah. when
0: Glow came in, I was playing that Jadena. Exactly. Listen.
1: I said, Hey, okay,
0: Ron, <laughs> I see you And it's been it's been a long time coming. I remember growing up. In New York, there's a lot of Nigerians, a lot of Ghanians. Yeah. And, but I never really, I had like surface level exposure to the culture. Okay, okay. But the real first in-depth experience I had, I went to a Ghanaian funeral. Wow. And it was turned up. Yep. And I was like, what is going on? Yep. But then the music to me sounded so similar to Caribbean music. And I didn't know that that connection was so close. Yep. So I immediately was like, why isn't this bigger than it is? Yep. It took a while, I think, for people to respect, first of all, Denounce a lot of the stereotypes that they've heard. I think that was the one of the biggest things. Agreed. Um, And then being open to what the culture has to offer because it's it's massive. Yeah. It's so explosive. So I, I'm loving Africa being on the map. I mean, it's always yeah. been on the map. I love right. the respect that it's getting that right part, now. Yeah. Respect. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. Let's get back to uh, the hustle. Because you, you know, you there there are a lot of bloggers and content creators who've been doing it for a long time right. but you haven't managed to like sort of etch out a space mm. and cut through the clutter and shine shining shining glow okay you ain't got that name glow for no reason okay so how do you think you've managed to just cut through
1: yeah so for those that don't know like I started my first blog when I was 11. So I've always kind of like been a blogger. But of course, at 11, it was like a diary style blog. Yeah. Talk about teachers I didn't like, boys that were cute. You know that is real- Is this blog still a I would
0: love, no, I would love, I would look, love to read look, it. it. Look, <laughs> it
1: is, but the world will not okay. know. Because I had a moniker of G-Money. So okay. like, y'all won't okay. find it. <laughs> um, but it was on a platform called Xanga, which no longer exists. Okay. Um, but I always transitioned from like, or I transitioned from like, a diary blog, to a pop culture blog, to a gossip blog, to okay. a music blog, to a sports blog, and then finally um, a study abroad blog. Okay. So when I study abroad in college, that was like my first like taste of like oh like covering travels is really dope and, and talking about travel experiences. And I think back in 2013, um, around that time, like just study abroad travel was like just exploding, yeah. and like everyone was like oh my god, Italy, and yeah. uh, you know it was just it was such a craze, and so. Um, I found that, especially a lot of my friends and, like, black friends, like, were like, oh, like, it was their first time seeing a black person travel. Mm. And even when someone told me to apply for study abroad, I was like, we don't do that. I was yeah. like, black people don't, we don't study abroad. it's mean, yeah, yeah. a, a rich white kid's hobby. Like, we don't, we don't do it like, we don't got it like yeah. that, you know? And I, that very limiting belief kept me in. But um, when I started traveling and, like, just creating content on my own, very bare bones budget, like, five to ten dollars a day like for several months so this wasn't just like a you know a slim week a slim couple weeks it was like months living like that so I got really good at not focusing on how much I didn't have but like my my richness came through my experiences and the friends and cultures that I was meeting and connecting with and I was like man this is this is the life. Yeah. And I remember going to, like I was in Budapest for the first time and I'm like, man, I ain't got no money but I got, you know, this $2 wine and this bread. I'm like, and I'm watching the sunset on the bridge. Life was is like, great.
0: Yeah! <laughs>
1: oh, I was like, Whoa, Nobody I can tell it. you nothing. Exactly. Nobody can
0: tell you nothing.
1: Oh man, it was like, life was so easy and minimal and because I just had this really free spirited, like carefree nature, yeah. I was just writing content of like, Storytelling, like people can, it's very easy to write. Like, okay, what to do, where to stay, what to eat. Like anyone can write that. But telling the stories of the people you meet, mm. the cultures, the even socioeconomic or racial experiences you were having, I think when I really started diving deep into what it was like to travel as a solo female Black woman, mm. that's when like the virality started happening because no one wanted to talk about it. Like when we were getting mistaken as prostitutes or being oh, wow. denied service at restaurants, yeah. it's like. You know, and I'm, like, on this, like, sponsor trip. When I started getting sponsored later on, I was like, man, this company is going to hate me for me sharing my truth. But I, I, I had to share it because I'm like, if another black woman experiences this who's not maybe as experienced in travel, she doesn't never going to want to travel again. Because yeah. she'll think everything's going to be like that. Yeah. So, I was like, I had to share my story in hopes that, like, someone else who goes through it or will go through it will be able to say, okay, if it happened to glow, like, and glow's fine, like, yeah. okay, I'm, I'm, I'll be all right.
0: So, I appreciate that because, yeah. I mean... One of the things I, I pride myself on with Soul Society 101 is telling the truth. Because I've been so many places, and Instagram will fool you. Instagram's a liar, as they say. So I would be on people's pages and be like, oh, my God, I have to get to this place. This looks amazing. This looks perfect. And go there and be like, so all yeah all were taking this photo at this beach, but the water's ice cold. You didn't let us know that you can't even get in the water here? Cool. Or you go here and... You know, you have, you're going to be hustled by people in order to get to a certain destination. No one wants to talk about that hustle or, or, you know, you might, you, you want to tuck everything in when you get to this. Like we have to talk about those things because like you said, for people who aren't traveling all the time, you don't want them to get to this first experience, spend this money that they've never spent this kind of money before and this time dedicated to this trip and just have that bad experience without any knowledge. And then they're looking at you because they looked at you as a guide. Yeah. You know, they're looking at us as people to give them the truth. That's yeah. really what they want. Right. Exactly. They want that help in advance. So mm-hmm. as a blogger, a content creator, it's it's our duty, I think, to tell the truth as best as we can. Yes. Um, without jading it, right? I Absolutely. think the other side of it is that we don't want people to think that this is an all... And, you know, a, a situation that happens all the time. Yeah. But to tell the truth that this can happen, right. I think, is Absolutely. important. Yeah. So... The Hustle, the online course.
1: <laughs> yes. Blog
0: Like a Boss. Blog Like a Boss What's good. <laughs> What's that about?
1: Yeah, oh my gosh. It, it's been a year in the making, but it was so amazing to finally launch April 28th of mm-hmm. this year. And we've got over 100 students now. We've got one more launch in November, but it's an open and closed style launch. For anyone who knows the product launch formula, on um, the book launched by Jeff Walker. It's amazing. It kind of walks you through how to launch a product for the first time. Because for me, I was like... Uh, what's my market? Who's going to buy it? Because it's a premium product. And I was like, I put like almost two decades of blogging experience into this course and it's not something that I took lightly. I was like, this took me a lot of time to make and I want to make sure that people who are in it like are really serious about creating their blogging empire and building something more than just a blog. So it touches on monetization strategies, all my pitch templates, all the best ways to create content, how to pitch, like how to build a brand, how to make, how to write stories, how to do... Um, video editing, it really covers every aspect of content creation within blogging and building something outside of your blog. So like creating products, like your first book, your first pitch, te- or your, your first templates, your first guidebook, right. um, things outside of like brands. Because what I did wrong in my journey is like, okay, I can only make money with my blog through brands. Yeah. And so I'm like waiting on them to pay me late, you know, every three months. Chasing this, checks. Look, this net 90 business. I've been business, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is not the business. <laughs> So I was like, why don't I take control of my income and create my own products and you know, writing my first ebook, self-published. Like people don't know that you can do that right. and you can monetize your story. All I did was write my story, and it doesn't have to be, you know, this big grandiose thing. But um, I wanted to help people understand that they are capable. Your story is enough, and where you are right now, like you don't need to know everything there is to know about a certain topic you just need to know more than the average person right. and that's enough to start monetizing.
0: I hear that. So where where can people uh get access to
1: Yeah, so blog like a boss course dot com. Um right now there's a waiting list. Um but yeah November
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean there's demand <laughs>
1: so, Well because I cap it at thirty. That's how invested I turned forty people away the first wow. launch. Forty I could have had a six figure launch in one week. So my first launch was fifty K in seven days. I could have crossed 100K in seven days, but I literally refunded people.
0: I was like, "I mean, we need to pause." No, no, no. You don't just talk through. You don't just talk through numbers like that. I'm just that's that's what I'm talking about. That's why y'all need to get into Glow right now. Because she's just killing. It's, it's I'm so crazy. proud of you. Thank
1: you so much. It's like it's a blessing because I feel like yeah, it, it, it's all about timing. But it, it was really when you build your reputation is something that you can't get that back. Right. And I've always built my career around just. Serving others and investing in others and being honest and authentic with my platform and because I was so genuine with the content I've been creating and like always like sparking joy was like always my mission like how can I like make them happy they're going to come across my picture on their feed how am I going to you know master the art of stopping the scroll make them smile or laugh or feel educated or empowered. So I've, I've built, like, a really loyal, like, following from people who are like, man, like, people would DM me, like, like, Glow, my mom always says, ooh, come look at what Cousin Glow's doing today. <laughs> <laughs> look at where she's going. I
0: love it. But, yeah,
1: just building that really, like, closeness with people. Because I'm, I'm not in it for the money. It, right. It's the impact over the income.
0: Yeah. So bloglikeaboss.com. Yeah, bloglikeabosscourse.com. So bloglikeabosscourse.com. Don't be messing up
1: my pennies. No, God. no, 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 no. <laughs> Listen,
0: it ain't about that money, but it's about <laughs> look, that money. So... <laughs> blog like a boss, sign up for the waiting list yes. if you're trying to get your money out. <laughs> and while you're at it i just launched an online course yes, Ron, let's listen go. online let's course go. ultimate guide to okay. my course um which i just announced yesterday Yay. at audacity Congrats. fest thank you thank you so my course is teaching people how to travel on the budget because i think okay. that's the main thing the main question that i've been getting one of the main questions that i've been getting and it's an extensive answer and so every time when people ask that question I'm like I can't I can't tell you in 2 minutes exactly. because there are so many things that I've learned across this journey of yes. almost a decade of traveling like really full time that I can't I can't tell you that in 2 minutes. So I've taken the time out to package it present it in a way that's going to be digestible, easy to understand yeah. and that you can take with you so that you're not dropping Extra coins that you don't need to yep, to see the world. Because when I started traveling further and more intensively, people are like, oh, boy, you rich. I'm like, I ain't rich. I'm not broke. I'm not broke. Let's be clear. I'm doing all right. right. I'm doing But I ain't rich. Like, I want you to know that you can do it, too. You know, I've never, I, I'll tell people all the time, like, I've gotten, and I'm sure, girl, you know this, yeah. you can book flights for zero dollars if you know the right systems if you know the right credit cards to use if you know how to manage your points also talking about things like the seasonality of destinations and knowing when on and off season is talking about things like hostels and different places you can stay talking about living like a local getting off the beaten path because that's where you can eat affordably hang out with locals locals aren't paying tourist prices for things so i talk about all those things um in great detail so and also like traveling to Africa. I've never spent more than $800 round trip for a flight to Africa. Love that. And I've been to Africa so many times. And people are like, I can't wait to go, but it's so expensive. I'm like, you can do it. My first trip to South Africa was under $500. Wow. People go to from New York to Miami sometimes for $500. So anyway... Ultimate got to If you want to save your coins
1: and be- I have to say this because you know, it's Ron won't say it, but he is one of the most trusted sources in the online black travel space, not even just oh, black travel you. space, but he's someone who is genuine. He has a bunch of integrity and he's always been someone that I look up to. So guys like this is, you want to invest in this? Like I- I'm, I'm like vouching for it. I'm excited for it. Oh, and again, glow. congratulations,
0: oh, Ron. This is black travel <laughs> Love Fest right now on this podcast. <laughs> Oh, man. That is amazing. So, yeah. Two courses, y'all. Check them out. Um, And you have retreats as well, right?
1: Yes. That was, like, something as well. Like, okay, so traveling solo for six years. After a while, you're like, "Glow, do you know how to socialize anymore? (laughs) (laughs) Do you have friends? (laughs) And I was like, I, and, and again, people wanted to learn from me. So, it was like. Not, not even thinking about the income, but just creating opportunities out of what people want from you. For a lot of bloggers or content creators, like people do want to support you and invest in you, but you don't have products or services right. for them to do so. Right, right. So I was like, okay, people wanted to travel with me, but I'm very particular about who I travel. Hello. With. Look, <laughs> listen.
0: You want to curate? <laughs> okay, because again, going back to energy, <laughs> that you can't part. have everybody around you. Look look yeah so
1: i was very much like okay if i'm traveling with a group of people i want them to be entrepreneurs i want them to be like just operating at a certain wavelength because it just the conversations are different when people are like building businesses have their own creative hustles so that energy that masterminding concept Mm i am been teaching the workshops as well, like knowing that people wanted to learn from me. I'm like, okay, let me set a set schedule together of like things that I can teach, codifying that information, putting it together in like a workshop, workshop style format, but then also like the luxury aspect, like pampering them. I call it mimosas and massages, like the first day when they arrive, you are know, like, all right, strip down, put on your robe, you know, and go on the pier right. and get your little two hour spot package, right. you know, because it's like a lot of entrepreneurs, especially female entrepreneurs don't take care of themselves because they're too busy being the best mom, wife, sister, boss, employee, that they neglect their self-care in the process. So I'm like, it's all about pampering them, all about learning with them, bonding, sisterhood, and then just having this amazing experience in this exotic location wherever we choose.
0: What are some of the locations that you have on the docket or that you've been to already? Yeah,
1: oh my God, one of my highlights. So I just came back from Belize. That was uh, a month ago or a couple weeks ago. We've done Cappadocia. Malta's coming up next month. Uh, Zanzibar was also this year. Next year we got Japan, we got Sri Lanka, what? we got the Maldives. Like, look, who's going to the Maldives? Like, people are waiting on their their honeymoon. I'm like, look, well, we gonna take a girls' move. Absolutely, like, I'm so excited to launch locations and destinations where women don't typically travel solo and they they need a reason to go there. And if their their partners can't go with them, I'm like, all right, let me give you a reason to finally cross the Maldives off your your your, your bucket list. Right, and I,
0: I always tell people like. People who have this romanticized notion of certain destinations. I'm like, cut that out. Mm -hmm. Listen, if you can go to a destination that you want to go to, go.
1: Get that part.
0: Just go. (laughs) Waiting for the right somebody or the right time. It's never, it may never, and not not in a negative way. No, not in a negative way. It may never happen, sis.
1: (laughs) It might not happen, sis. That's basically what he's saying.
0: I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is... We have one life to live. Yeah. We don't know when it's going to end. That part, yeah. Imagine leaving the earth without experiencing the best parts because you were waiting yeah. for something.
1: And I make it all inclusive as well so that they don't got to touch your wallet. You you pay one price, you show up and it's just like luxury and like spoiling and pampering. And like it's helicopter rides, it's hot air balloons, it's like private yachts. So I put in like I'm little- jealous. <laughs>
0: I'm jealous now because no one's doing this for me. It's cool. <laughs>
1: Things I could never afford back then. Yeah. So it's like it's dope to like be able to not only afford it for myself but give it to other people. Yeah, and
0: it's like a level up camaraderie experience. Yeah. Like let's we we all here shining. We making it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> um, so let's talk about what your new direction is with everything.
1: Yeah. So obviously, getting paid to travel was a dream for me. But the legacy is built in teaching others how to do what I do. Yeah. So now I'm just like putting together like courses, going on tour, um, doing pop up workshops, my mastermind sisterhood circle retreats, you know. But creating things that kind of like will live beyond my existence, you yeah. know. Because if I drop dead tomorrow, I got I got things out there that will continue to teach people like mm. how to do what I'm doing. And so it feels good to be able to yeah again create legacy and build something that's like has. It will live beyond me, you know. It's, at the end of the day, it's not about me. It's about who I can serve and and what people can do with 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 um, their dreams and how I'm able to help them uh, surpass their dreams. And there's this quote that always comes to mind: If you help other people, it, when you help other people reach their goals, you in turn reach all of yours. Mm. So that's been like my new mindset: like exhaust myself in yeah. service of others.
0: Another Look. word on the Sunday. Oh. Feel good, I y'all. Feel good, it. feel good, feel good. Oh, Lord. Oh, my gosh. So, Glow, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Oh, thank you
1: so much. I'm sure you guys me.
0: feel the vibes. Whether you're cleaning, you're on your way to work, you're coming home from work, you're ignoring your husband or wife, you just need a minute of solitude, okay? So, Glow, it's been so real, so amazing. Such an honor. Oh. Oh. Thank you so much for being on the show.
1: Thank you for having me, seriously. For sure. So
0: where can people keep up with you and all the amazing things you're doing and your travels?
1: Yeah, I would say Instagram is my favorite platform. So Glow Graphics, G-L-O, Graphics.
0: So check her out on Instagram. I'm sure you probably already are. But if you're not, don't sleep. Get on Glow Graphics. Um, check out her. If you're trying to build a blog or monetize that blog, check out her online course. If you're trying to travel on a budget... Check out my online course, ultimate guide to travel.com, blog like a boss course.com. Get your, just get your coins up. Let's go. And save your coins. Let's oh go. my God. Oh, look at you yes. you tagline. Yeah, we need, we need to do something. All right, y'all. Social Society 101 the podcast. We out. Peace. Peace. <laughs>